You're listening to Steady Picks Radio. Steady Picks is your source for industry-leading sports betting data and the latest news and information to help you bet smarter and start winning. Go to www.steadypicks.com to learn all the ways that you can listen to Steady Picks Radio and let our expert hosts help you win some money. Remember, betting is more fun when you win. Steady Picks Radio, wake up and wager. Welcome back into the show. Happy Tuesday morning. It's January 16th here, and uh, we are going to recap Sony Open, look at the American Express, and talk about a little bit of NFL playoffs for a moment. I'm your host, Tom. If you don't recognize me from Steady Picks, we've started doing the show again. We've been on, uh, we've been on this show for a long, long time. Uh, we took a little break. We're back to do the show once a week. We used to do it every single day. Maybe we'll get back to that one day. Uh, but we're here to do it every week, talk about the golf model and such. Steadypicks.com. It's free to sign up. There is a premium membership offer. Use code Ricky. You know Ricky, but use code Ricky for half off. I think the code's still active for today. Use code Ricky for half off. Um, when you get into the premium portal, you'll be able to um, request access to the Discord, which is turning into a, just a wonderful group of sports bettors and just a wonderful place for a bit of collaboration, a bit of thoughts. We had somebody in there that is still finding edges on uh, NBA First Basket, and he was sharing some of his thoughts there, which was really cool to hear, and just building a, a really great community. That was last night. Um, so you'll be able to join the Discord. That's direct access to me, to Ricky. Big John's in there a lot. I think Michelle dabbles in there from from Happy Hour. So really good direct access. Um, the other benefit of that is as the tournament was going on, uh, the Sony Open on Sunday night, I was in there giving my thoughts. It went to a three-way playoff in which if anybody had followed uh, the picks that I posted, you would have had outrights on both Benny on and um, Keegan Bradley. You would have had outrights on both of them um, with Grayson Murray as the third player there. Um, and I took a hedge on on those two picks and bet some of Grayson Murray to in outright into the playoffs. That's something that obviously I can't get and we'll talk about it a little bit more, but I can't get put on the website in time. The only way to hear my thought or see my thought on that is to be in the Discord. And as the week goes on in golf, I, I usually will bet like a couple other matchups for round two, round three. All in all, last year we, we hedged or took live outrights. It wasn't even hedges like like it was this week, but we took live outrights a few times uh, throughout the season. And again, 
the Discord is just going to be a really good place to do that. Um, outside of the Discord, um, you get access to the golf model in the Google Sheets version. So you can actually zoom in, zoom out, scroll over, uh, do what you want with it. I'm working on making that editable. Editable. That you can edit it. <laughs> um, so that if you don't like the weights that I've chosen or whatever, you could go in and, and kind of nudge those around a little bit. So I'm working on that as well. Also in there, all the picks, steady picks, plays, Sean Brady, Joe Pfeiffer, Big John, Ricky, of course. It's all in there. That's the best place to catch all of that information. Um, and if you if you missed the show last week or two weeks ago, we talked, I guess it was last week, we talked a little bit about the premium membership, why we decided to do that, why we had to do that for the business today. And um, I think you'll find that very interesting. And if you have any questions about it, I'm happy to answer them over on Twitter at SteadyPicks underscore Tom, over in the Discord, which is where I'll be spending a majority of my time online at this point. We'll be over in the Discord supporting the people that uh, so kindly supported uh, Steady Picks and, and Ricky and I and the whole team. So thank you for that. I appreciate that very much. Having, you know, people love Sean Brady's show and Lendale White's show. And, and Lendale White had CJ2K on the show last week. That's awesome. Um, but people don't realize that that uh, these guys just, and you can't blame them. I'm not, I'm not letting the cat out of the bag on this one, but shit ain't free. <laughs> like people want to be paid for their time. Athletes want to be paid for their time. Uh, I want to be paid for my time. I don't think I'm, I'm letting out a big secret there, but there are things that we do that cost significant money and we've done it for so long for, for free. And it's time to, it's time to change that. Uh, but we appreciate all the support. If you've signed up, I thank you. You have no idea how much it means to Ricky and I, uh, Ricky's been, you know, replying to people on Instagram, thanking them. Um, I've sent a few thank you emails, the ones from the support email. If you've signed up and you're getting, you know, a thank you email that comes directly from Ricky or I, that is not um, an admin person or a customer service person sending that that's from Ricky and I, and I mean, every word in there, we thank you so much for your support. It's been a wild ride and I hope to see you in the discord, but let's get started with what we're really here to talk about. NFL um, wildcard weekend has ended. The Eagles lose just look absolutely terrible. The, the Cowboys lose to the, to the Green Bay Packers. Like, just a crazy, crazy week of football. And while I'm not the right person to recap every little in and out and the lines because I don't bet a lot of NFL, there was a line I saw pop up yesterday for this week's, this upcoming week's games, and that was the Buffalo Bills laying 2.5 minus 110 at DraftKings. Now, minus 110 is the big piece there. Um, that has moved. It looks like everywhere is sitting at two and a half, but it's all juiced up minus 118, minus 120. So do a little shopping. I think if you can get the Buffalo Bills at minus two and a half, laying two and a half, 
at like minus 110, you know, that right around there somewhere. Maybe minus 112 or 13 would be okay, but I don't know if I'd bet it at minus 118 or 120. But if you can find a good price on uh, the Bills laying two and a half, I think that's going to be a good play. I mean, at the very least, I think it's going to close three. And, you know, at least you're going to sit on some closing line value, whether you like the bet that much or not. Um, that's kind of my my thought process is if I get a two and a half minus 110 and it closes three minus 110, that's a, a pretty significant close in a big, big game. And, uh, yeah, at that point, I'll just take my chances with it. And so be it after that. But uh, really interesting games this week. I think the NFL was just record highs. Uh, They did stream, from a viewership standpoint, they did stream the Saturday night game only on Peacock, which I'm not the biggest fan of. Um, actually, I really dislike that very much. Like, yes, for me and most of the people listening, it's not a big deal. You click on Peacock and away you go. But, uh, you know, my dad likes to watch the games. Um, he watches, you know, different games every week. He watches the Eagles every week, the primetime games he watches on TV. And he looks forward to that. And when he found out that on Saturday night, he wasn't going to be able to watch, um, the game, he was he was so upset, and I can't blame him. Like, it is annoying that things are going over to Peacock and these streaming places, and it's only on Peacock. It's only on Amazon Prime. The Amazon Prime ones are another one that that bothers me for him. And a lot of people say, "Well, why don't you just go over and show him how to do it?" If anybody has parents that are not technology savvy. You'll know how difficult it is to just go over and show them one time and they'll always be able to get on. Um, that and like, you know, the smart TV situation, he, they don't really have one. He doesn't have one. And it's like, he doesn't even want one because the, then he can't use the normal like cable remote to, you know, it's just like a whole thing. It's, it's too much change. People that have dealt with anything like this, you understand with parents or or older people in your life. Like you just understand the change for technology is difficult for them. I'm not going to walk in there with a big smart TV and hand him that little Roku remote, right? And throw his uh, Xfinity one out the window that he can talk to. And um, it's just not going to fly. It's not going to work. He'll never watch anything because he can't get it on. All that to say, I really dislike the way that they're pushing the streaming services. And I I have this feeling that we will get there eventually where things are like the NFL is like pay-per-view in a way like the UFC. If we get that far, I will, it'll just be absolutely horrific. But, um, uh, that's kind of where I feel like it's headed. It really is. And it's scary. It's sad. And that's stupid. Along with that, I, I just, and I'll get off the NFL in a minute. I know most people are here for golf, and we'll get to that. Um, but the other th- realization I had watching football this week was the announcers for these games, the commentators, 
are just so bad. Like, just so bad and boring and miserable and just uninteresting. Like, every game that I watch, I'm like, I'd rather watch this muted and listen to the local team's radio in my headphones. Like, that's how bad it is. I don't know what happened, or maybe it's just me. But like, it has just gotten so bad over the last couple of years. Like, Mike Tirico last night, just or uh, what was that, Saturday night, just sounds like he just does not want to be there. Like, it is just terrible. Terrible. Uh, all the Chris Collinsworth games, just terrible. Can't stand them. Um, the, Mon- the ESPN crew, like, they're just horrible. The guy just says the same thing over and over. He even said it last night. He's like, man, I just I just keep repeating myself, but blah, blah, blah about the Eagles. It's like, oh, my gosh. They just repeat the same thing over and over and over. And it's really painful. And you can just tell that they're reading from, like, the script that the the producer hands him, right, about a certain player. And then they, you know, oh, this guy has done this, this, and this, this season, blah, blah. Like, I don't know. It just feels lifeless to me. It just feels lifeless. Whereas, again, I I always go back to, like, you know, even golf, watching a lot of golf and listening to it on uh, the, the PGA Tour radio on Sirius. The golf people, the broadcast is fantastic, especially the radio version. Absolutely fantastic broadcast, like incredible. Uh, the TV, really, really good as well. And it's just like totally different. F1, I've talked about before. That broadcast is just the best I've ever listened to. Absolutely phenomenal. Um, and then you go to the NFL, which is supposed to be the biggest sport, sport and like, I just sit there and I'm in uninterested with what they have to say. I think the broadcasting in NFL is due for like a revolutionary jump in some way. Like they've been doing the same camera angles. Like every other sport has kind of evolved, right? Golf with the, with the tracking of the ball while they hit and the different things there. It's evolved, the different camera angles. Formula One, they've got different camera angles. They've got more information. Like, we don't get any additional information in a football game on a broadcast than we got, like, 25, 30 years ago. Like, actually. It is the exact same. So I think they're due for, like, some sort of revolutionary jump up in quality, but information and just quality, really. Anyway, we'll move on from that. I've I've rambled on that long enough. Um, Sony Open went okay. Um, I, I still maybe I don't want to talk about golf right now because I'm just still so disgusted by by this past week. Um, tell me in the rest of my life if I'll ever have two outright tickets with an average price of like uh, sixty to one. Two outright tickets in a playoff. And the third guy in a three-way playoff. Because that's exactly what happened. We had Keegan Bradley. We had Benny on. Keegan Bradley should have won the thing before the playoffs. But fine. We go to a playoff. Uh, Like, Keegan Bradley was so bad coming in. 16, 17, 18. Just so bad. 18 is like the easy... What did they say? 63% of of players birdied this thing over the weekend. And it's like, dude... You got to find a way to birdie that. 
but he doesn't. And 17, he wasn't real good on either. He goes into the playoff, shanks a drive, hits a nice little layup, can't get it on the green, miss a putt. Like, everything went wrong for Keegan Bradley that could possibly go wrong to not win this tournament in, in regulation. So they go to overtime, well, overtime, uh, the playoff. And I'm sitting there. I'm like, do I really have to bet Grayson Murray right now? Because I have a bad feeling. Like, Keegan Bradley's playing terrible. Benny on, I didn't, I'm like, I just don't know. Grayson Murray just, um, you know, it's like, he's playing with house money at this point. What do we do? So I go looking for, you don't have a lot of time, so I'm clicking through trying to find some odds for it. Do I take Grayson Murray? Do I not? I ultimately decide to play him for a unit and a half at plus 210. Maybe there was a better price. I don't know. Plus 210 on MGM, a unit and a half. And thank God I did because uh, he makes the most incredible, incredible 40-foot putt. And you just feel so happy for him. Was that, did he make the 40-foot putt to get to the playoff? Or was that, no, I think that was in the playoff. And then, because he putted first. Yeah, it was in the playoff. He putted first. Um, Keegan Bradley put himself in, like, the exact same spot that he was in during regulation, the 18th hole, the 72nd hole. He put himself in the same situation, the same spot on the green, because they played the 18th again. And he misses it in the same exact spot, just a hair left where everyone's been missing it all day. And it's like, Keegan, you've got to be fucking kidding me to miss this twice. So fine. Benny On's two feet from the hole, meanwhile. So he just has to go up and tap this in to move on to the second hole of the playoff. And and he missed it. Are you kidding me? He had a two-footer to push this thing into the next uh, playoff hole. I think they go back to, they go play 18 twice. And he missed a a two-foot putt. Didn't he? He missed it by inches. Like, didn't even come close to touching the hole. Like, it was two inches wide. Uh, Just absolutely pathetic putt. And he misses it. And I like him a lot. So, I was sad that that happened to him. Uh, But really cool story for Grayson Murray. We were in on it outright plus 210 for a unit and a half. And I didn't know how much to really stake on that because, you know, like the Benny on ticket was to win like, uh, what was it? Like 10, maybe eight units or something, eight units. And Keegan Bradley was to win like a hundred, uh, what? So 14. And so I'm doing the math quickly in my head. Like, how much do I really want to hedge out of this? Because at the end of the day, like, Grayson Murray is not very good. So is he really going to win this playoff? So either way, landed on a unit and a half. Then ended up making the tournament positive for us. Um, we gained, let's see, doo, 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 is that the first one? That is, we gained 4.7 units at the Sony Open. Um, yeah, yeah, really, really good. Um, even without that hedge, we would have been up like a unit 
which was still good. Um, Hideki Matsuyama had a huge. So as I'm watching Sunday, like the biggest thing I'm nervous about is Hideki Matsuyama as the top Japanese player. And luckily that pushed, but he went on a surge on Sunday to make that a push because he was getting killed all week by the other Japanese player that people were pretty excited about. I forget his name right now. Um, uh, Ryu something, Ryu something. But he played excellent, and Hideki just was able to push and make this a, a tie. Um, so I should probably check that it got graded as a tie. I didn't look, but I just assumed that if they tie, it should be a tie. But you never know with these markets. So I'll check uh, in a little bit to make sure. But, um, yeah, ultimately, like, the top 20s really saved us. Henley, Benny on, Chris Kirk, Harmon. Keegan, we bet him twice for outrights. Like, so we just worked out pretty nicely. I have a ton of bets for the American Express. Um, the model I posted in the Discord in the premium section uh, last night, right as soon as I finished it, because that's what I like to do. Um, and the American Express is an interesting tournament, right? They play at three different courses, then go back to uh, Pete Dye's stadium course for Sunday. So all the players will play each course once. They make a 54-hole cut, and then they go back to Pete Dye Stadium course, which has been called some different things over its life. Uh, not that important. Um, this is a pro-am, so there will be amateur players in here as well. Um, I was curious to see who was actually playing. I didn't see the list. But I was curious to see what amateurs were going to be in the field here. I know it's not like the, uh, I guess it is kind of like the the other one, the Pebble Beach Pro-Am. That you get some like cool cool names to play. So we'll have to take a look and see. Um, but ultimately, these courses are pretty easy. Like they're not super easy, but they're pretty easy. Um Winning score is usually 25 under or, or more. If it's just a beautiful day in the desert, like beautiful weather, I mean, they're going to carve these three courses up. One thing that I think is worth noting is really it just depends what course you play on what day. And that is so unpredictable that who knows what, what we're going to get. Because there's not a lot of data on La Quinta and the Nicholas course, there's not a lot of shot link data for it. So it's almost useless to really use it. Um, Pete Dye Stadium course, there's enough data, I suppose. Um, but the fact that they're playing three different courses on three different days and they're all split up, it's just really hard to, to use that. So my goal was to make this a smaller bet tournament that didn't, really work out based on what I ended up uh, betting, which was quite a few things. Um, but if I could make a recommendation to myself last night, I would turn this one down a bit because it's just so, there's just so much noise and so much randomness that comes through that I think it's really hard to, to bet this with, with real confidence. Um, 
But yeah, very similar things when you're looking at what's important at these courses. Um, of course, the approach play, it's going to be a birdie fest. Uh, you may have heard this course referred to as PJ West, but Pete Dye Stadium course, PJ West. But it's going to be a birdie fest. You're going to need birdies, so birdie or better is going to be in here. Approach is very important. The par fives, the, between these these courses, they have there's quite a few par fives, and they're not all that hard. So I think it's going to be important to get the birdies on the par fives. And then um, the proximity ranges for irons, you're looking at like 125 to 200. That's where most of the approaches will come in. Again, like the PGA West, the Pete Dye Stadium course, there's plenty of holes where you're hitting less than driver off the tee, uh, but some guys will opt to hit driver, and that's going to make the range of like, you know, you could be hitting a 110-yard, 100-yard wedge, or you might be hitting a middle-of-the-bag kind of iron, depending what you do off the tee. So it's hard to, to bucket. I, it's a pretty big bucket, bigger than we normally do, but that's roughly where we'll want to be. Um so really, for what I've done here, I've really just tried to look at the PTI Stadium because the other stuff, there's just not enough data. So really, the model is built with the PTI Stadium course in mind. Um, again, the weighted... So just to recap real quick for those that don't know, when you get to the model and you sign up for, for premium and you get to the model, there's kind of one, two, three, four, five sections of the model, maybe six sections, call it six. The first is the last five tournaments trend. In the last five tournaments, how have they played? In their last five tournaments. Could be anywhere. Doesn't have to be all the same. Just the last five that they played. The next section is how have they played at this tournament over the last four years. The next section is weighted averages based on more season-long or long-term data. Um, in this case, it is, and we got to update this, 2023. In 2024, we switched over to the 2024 data, although weighted very lightly, and last 20 rounds. So it's a weighted average of stats between those. Uh, the next section is last 36 or comparable courses. So I'll look at things that are important and things I think are correlated with other rounds that the guys in the PGA Tour play. So if in this, in this instance, like, we use TPC Scottsdale, right? Desert course that's sometimes pretty easy. Silverado we used. Um, I may use course conditions like of my database. Very easy scoring conditions. What are those courses and how do guys do when, when, it's, when the course and the tournament is deemed as very easy scoring? Um, so basically that changes on a week-to-week -week basis pretty heavily. Um, somewhere like the Masters, we're going to use full Masters data because it's so predictive. Stuff like this, we're going to mix it up and be a little different. Um, recent form. And then finally, the final ranking section where they're ranked 1 to 100 and whatever, however many players are in the tournament. And that's how it's done. And then every week, the four uh, stats for each column kind of rotate. So we use... Strokes gained off the tee approach around the green and putting. And then there's four stats that kind of rotate based on what I want to look at. So in this case, it was birdie or better, par five birdie or better, 
proximity 125 to 150 and proximity 150 to 175. Those are the four stat buckets that I've used uh, for this week. And again, some people might come up with other things. Some of that is opinionated. Some of it is, hey, what statistically is important here? Like, do they hit a lot of irons between these distances more so than the tour average? Yeah, okay, then it might be worth adding. Um, stuff like that. And so for the model, um, Patrick Cantlay's at the top. I took an outright on Patrick Cantlay at 10 to 1 on MGM. Uh, I think this is going to be a good, good chance for him. Xander Schauffele's number two. I was listening to something where Xander Schauffele has not missed a cut in a tournament that he played. Last year he withdrew from the uh, from the Sony Open. Right, he withdrew. That doesn't count for this. He has not missed a cut since 2022, like May of 22. This guy is unbelievable. So he's number two on here. Eric Cole, I think he's going to be a hot one this week. Like, everyone's going to be in love with him. Tom Kim, JT Poston, Scotty Scheffler, first time he's not at the very top of the model, which I thought was interesting, likely because his some of his stats at this particular weighted course is not very good. Like, when I compare this to the other courses and the other tournaments, and some of that data goes back, you know, three years, I think is the max. So you're really looking at a big sample size, potentially last 36 weighted course and, and comparable stats. Sometimes you're going back a really far long time and arguably is that counter intuitive and counterproductive? Maybe something we can look at, but I think it's okay. Sung JM, Cam Davis, Adam Hadwin, a guy that I posted in the Discord. This is a good story of like why the Discord's so important. So yesterday I'm I'm looking through the model, I'm putting some stuff together. The numbers, the outright numbers always come out on Mondays at some point. Um and when I like to, when I see things that are off market, I often sit there and think to myself, like, man, I wish I had the show today so I could talk about getting this number. And with the Discord, it's kind of allowed me to mention that there in real time. So if I see Adam Hadwin open at 80 to 1 at FanDuel, which I did, and I knew that was a bad number on him, so I grabbed it. He sits right now at like 50 to 1. So, yeah. it's Is that a big, it sounds like a big edge or a big difference, and it is. But in the grand scheme of things, it's not that. It, how do I put this right? Like your implied prob- probability, excuse me, is not that much higher from 80 to 1 to 50 to 1. Like it sounds like a big jump, but it's not that much higher. Um, but if you can beat the number on stuff enough times and consistently, that's what we're trying to do here. So, um, Anyway, Adam Hadwin went in the Discord and took him. He's towards the top here, as I knew he would be. Aaron Rye, Ricky Fowler opened 80 to 1. I didn't get any any of that, but he's down to like 40 to 1. I don't know if I'd bet him anyway. Uh, but 
Ricky Fowler, Akshay Batia is up here having himself a pretty good time on tour right now. Um, Taylor Montgomery finished fifth last year. He's had a good run of starts. Was really good at Sony last week, so he's going to be on the betting card. Ben Coles is back towards the top-ish of this. He's been cut here uh, once. Wasn't I mean, I guess he played pretty good last week, but I stayed away from him this time. Ryan Moore's up here. He's been cut three times here. Don't want anything to do with him. And uh, on and on it goes, but you're free to jump on over to the Discord and, uh, well, over to the website, steadypicks.com, sign up for the premium. There's a button there to request access to the Steady Picks um, golf model, to my golf model. I actually put that link in the Discord that will work. I changed the access to, to just the link only for this week because uh, I, I want as many people as possible to kind of jump in and take a look at it. So um, I'm not going to read through all the bets. It just takes a lot of time, and I don't think I think people can read um, and read it for themselves. The three that I'll talk about real quick, though, were the last three bets that I added on FanDuel. Uh, it was some top nationalities. Um, so Adam Hadwin is the top Canadian. He's against, like, Ben Wallace, Caleb uh, Tarrin, Harry Hall, Ben Taylor. Like, I think that's a really good spot and way to play Adam Hadwin if you don't want him outright or top 20 or something. Alejandro Tosti as top South African. He's plus 210. It'll be against Viegas, uh, Jonathan Vegas, and uh, that Nico... I don't know how to pronounce Echevarrio. That is terrible. <laughs> Nico. We'll call him Nico. He's been pretty impressive, so uh, I'm not sure. Toasty gets a lot of uh, hype, and I'm curious to see what, what he could do, but Toasty, worth mentioning. Plus 210, I think it's a good price. And then Eric Van Royen, top African, plus 150 against Bazadenhut and uh, Higo. What's his name? Henry Higo? Harry Higo? Something. Higo. I forget. That's plus 150. Um, Those were the first places to come out with those. It was at FanDuel. So I'll be curious to see today if there's other nationality markets that maybe there's better numbers out there on these three bets. Um, I found that this year, so far, I have uh, bet more Opening markets, like when the market opens, I have bet those more than than normal, which is good. The problem I'm finding is I'm having a hard time determining if the opening market is priced competitively. Like the top Japanese thing last week was a good example. So points bet opened it first. I bet points bet plus 165 for Hideki Matsuyama. Then I, you know, like a day goes by and I look around at the other books and DK's got it at plus 200. That's a pretty substantial difference from plus 165 to plus 200. Maybe he just got bet away from because people knew about Ryu, whatever his name was. But like, that's a pretty significant move to be on the wrong side of. So we were lucky to push that. Um, and I feel like some of the similar things happened with, with this week. Like we bet it as soon as we could i just get curious where it's going to go and if 
if I'm actually picking off good numbers because a lot of these things are relative, right? Like if five books have things posted and you find one that's priced way better, you can kind of get a feel for whether it got moved too early or what the deal is, right? You just get a feel for like what happened. Like did it move when it wasn't supposed to? Did some people move it? Did others not? What's going on? You get a feel. Let's look on um, points bet real quick and just see, because I know they post these pretty early. And we'll just pull this up and take a peek real quick. Top Nordic, Continental European, North American, Top South American. So Toasty's sitting at plus 200 on points bet. So that's good. We got him at plus 210. Top Canadian, Adam Hadwin's at plus 180 there. So you can get a better number on points bet than I did. And I hate not getting the best number. So this stuff kind of frustrates me. Like, there's just no reason to have not the best number. Top African, Van Royen is plus 150. Poseidon is plus 150. So Garrick Higo is the guy's name. So no movement there. So a little better on Toasty, a little worse on Hadwin. We'll keep an eye on the other markets as they come up or as on the other books as they as they start posting it. Um, but yeah, all the picks will be posted on Steady Picks. You can join into the Discord. The Discord has a free section and a, and a premium section. So if you jump into the free, um, I will have all the picks posted over there in the free section. Um, this week as well. I don't know what we'll do in the future, but it'll be there for this week. So uh, please consider joining. And again, thanks so much to all the people that support us. Appreciate that more than you will ever realize. Steady Picks Radio, wake up and wager. Thanks so much for your time today. Hope you have a wonderful day. Good luck with um, the American Express Pro-Am. Good luck with the rest of the football playoffs. We'll talk to you next week.